welcome to Around the Console with my fellow hosts, John, Bob, Craig, and Sucky. And tonight, for one night only, I am the host, Sheps. And we're going through Terror of the Autumn. Yeah. Yes. It's <laughs> only one night only. What I thought that happened, yeah. What, that, what does that mean? We're never going to let your house leave. He's never going to do it very again. Bad. I'm very bad. Bad. Gonna... it pops up. We're never going to get Terror of the Autumns done again. Yeah, that's exactly. Means. That's what I mean. Well done. <laughs> John will have me. John will have me back. And to kick us off, we'll have the sexy quake. Give us what uh, you think. About well, the I'm having a bit of a kind of re-love affair with John Pertwee and the master. Um, I think, it, I don't know when it really kicked off, to be honest, because when John suggested it, it was like, OK, Terror of the Autumns, seen it recently with the box set, the Blu-ray one that came out. And I was a bit excited. Um, and then when I watched it, initially in the past, I've always had gone, oh, I can't stand the master. It's my least enemies, least favourite. And then suddenly it was like, really loving this, really getting into the relationship between Joe and the Doctor, Master and the Doctor, unit as a family. And I was just, it was actually one of the best episodes I've seen f- for ages. I really, well, probably since the Sea Devils last time. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it, definitely. If you'd have asked me this maybe a couple of years ago, I'd have been probably been more critical of it. But today, I'm on a love with it. Nice. Very positive. Who's going to take the next one? Bobby, seems that he wasn't here last time. Yeah, uh, I was. Good job. I, I was a bit disappointed when I heard that um, John had picked this, only because we'd done Pertwee. Um, uh, but I, I, but I, I was pleasantly surprised because I then realised it was on my um, one of my special disc Blu-ray, or whatever. Um, and I, yeah, and I'm not. I've not gone through this one yet, so it was quite nice to be the first one that Blu-ray box set and to kick it off. And there's yeah, there's loads, loads of good stuff in it. It's a, it's quite a pivot episode of Doctor Who. Well, yeah, quite a huge introduction episode quite a few characters and the change in tone of the show and loads of stuff. So, yeah, I was well happy uh, to watch this. Thank you very much, John. Um, with your husky voice for the yeah. listeners and viewers. Yeah, I've got a bit of a voice issue at the moment. Um, I watched this <clears throat> during uh, a heavy cold and tonsillitis, so I wasn't in the best frame of mind for watching it. Uh, but I was, uh, I was, I fairly enjoyed it, and I think is, is this my first? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, is this my first um, Katie Manning one? Ooh, uh, uh, no, we had the Sea Devils. Sea Devils last month. You chose that. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really liked her. In this. I thought she was proper spunky, and I, I really liked. I got like um, Elizabeth Sladen vibes from her because she's like a competent woman, not taking a lot of shit, but using her brain and being independent and all that stuff. I loved it. And the Autons were not as terrifying as I'd hoped. However, you know, they were decent and it was a proper unit adventure. Pert, we was, I loved some of the stuff that Pertry was doing. I thought I really enjoyed uh, his performance. Uh, and the Master, because you guys all pick up the Master all the time, and I'm like, eh. but in this one, he was proper chilling all the time. His demise was a little bit. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy it. Yes. The sassy sucky. What do you think? Yes, it's it's an enjoyable romp. Uh, as as Bob says, it's the start of a new era, and there was loads of new elements put in. Uh, the only downside I've got to it is the fact that it's a busload of autons, and that's all it was uh, to uh, try and conquer the whole world. And uh, I just thought it was a bit of a damp squib in that sort of part. 
Uh, but everything else was great. Master was great. Roger Delgado was great. Uh, the the unit family coming together for the first time proper. That was good. Um, and John Pertwee and Katie Manning just gelling straight away. And I think that that would they were great together. So it was an enjoyable episode. I just think the plot was uh, a bit meh. Go on, Cliff. Well, what you, what well, my, my, this is the first time I've seen it one, actually. Is it? I can't, but I, yeah, I don't know why it's the first time I've seen oh, it. Wow. Because um, I was not a massive lover of um, Joe Grant a lot. You are a massive lover, though. Oh, I am a massive lover. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> proven to us on a few occasions. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I did enjoy it. But there's a big boat. Number oh. one is, I think... I uh, like big butts and they cannot lie. Yeah, you cannot lie. Uh, Delgado steals the scene in, in every bit. It was brilliant. I like Moody poetry. He was proper moody. Uh, Joe, yeah, this is the first into it. I think she does better in this, and then she slowly gets a little bit worse over the time. Agreed. But, yeah. But then um, the story, it was good. It was a bit of a thriller. But there's a point where the director, who I can't remember who did it, Harry, Barry Lett, got a bit over, like, let's use the blue screen. Now, I don't know if John watched the same as I did. I watched the actual, you know, the old one. And you guys watched the Blu-ray one, which I know they've doctored it all and fixed it all. <laughs> Not yeah. much. But when you're watching it and you see it, it's like, whoa, come on. It's just overuse of it. And that's what bit let it down for well, me. I think that's, that that was a budget thing with the CSO usage, particularly in Pertwee's time, because you could get a lot more, you know, for a lot less. It was yeah, cheaper. Yeah. It was cheaper than building a set, and that was quite common. Um, I don't know if it's because we've seen it in the modern <coughs> times, and therefore back then it would have been, oh well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I was watching the making of documentary of it this morning, and it was like they were actually Barry Letts was talking about the, the special effects and how cutting edge they were at the time, yeah. uh, and how proud they were. And he talks about obviously they had grease, grease screen and this blue screen that it just changed. They were thrilled with everything. So yeah, I mean it did look a bit naff, but he was he was really clear that like it would be, it's hard making the comparison because that was really really special right on at the time. Cost him a fortune. On, on the Blu-ray box set, the only thing they've really done up, you know, apart from the sharp and the image, they've put a little bit of CGI in. So the bit at the end where you've got this blur in between the two uh, dish satellite dishes, they've made it like yeah. quite a cool squid effect and the bits of lightning inside. They've sort of done little bits of that, but they haven't done a great deal. Isn't the, is the, is the dumb bit, is the plastic mannequin. Oh, yeah, the, the plastic mannequin that's, that's changed as well. As well yeah. 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 I, but, I yeah. saw that on YouTube, the difference of, the, of it. Yeah, it's I quite think, cool. Whereas Suki said he was a bit unsure about just the busload of autons, which is, you know, is limited. I it's thought they were quite the creative. Because they had, they had the, they had the dumb bit, sorry, they had the, obviously had the, 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 the actual dummies themselves. Then they had the, the chair, then they had the doll, then they had the daffodil. So I thought they did have some variety in there of how they were going to conquer all the different approaches. Yeah, um, who were they going to conquer? With, if they only kill 450,000 people, who were they actually going to conquer? Well, the master thought that was going to lead to disorder, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that was that, if, if, they, if they're only striking, <laughs> If they're only striking, say, England and the counties, and that's it, right? Who are they actually going to conquer? Just England, because that's all that's going to disrupt is England and what? Great Britain. That's it. They ain't going to dis uh, disrupt any 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 other part of the world, is it? 
I think like the masters who didn't, I thought the end of this actually jumping ahead there was a little bit rushed when the master, you know, his plan was so limited. Like you said there, Suki, I hadn't even realized that the NST might not tell the difference between him and the humans. So yeah. then he suddenly swaps sides completely and starts working with the doctor. Yeah. The Definitely the ending felt a bit rushed. So, yeah, his plan wasn't the greatest conceived, I have to no. agree. It really was a bit limited. But it was it was creative. It's, it's just that he, he could, the master... I mean, this is the first time we see the master, Roger Lorgordo, as the master. So he comes up with this idea where he was going to take over the world. I mean, I'm, I'm harping on about it, but this is one of the major gripes that I, I, I found with this story was just that. Go on, John. I imagine that... His intention was to take over Britain and then by then have nuclear weapons. And so he had then a foothold and then take over the world from that. However, you know, I mean, he's, uh, he could export the plastics business to America. I mean, he could, it was a foothold is what he was after. I think that's one Not thing. Taking that's... over the world with these neoprene people or whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> neoprene. <laughs> But I think that's one thing that um, maybe we don't appreciate now. But at the time, like plastic was fairly new in 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 the in the home. I mean, like it, you know, it was wasn't had plastic hadn't been out that long. Yeah. Plastic was everywhere because it was yeah. easy. It's easy to use, and still now, my recycling, the main recycling bin that's full is plastic because plastic is such a common commodity. But it. It would only kind of in the maybe 50s, 60s, I don't know, become common. I was going to say, do you remember the 70s when you, your parents used to go to Tupperware parties Tupperware, yeah. and bring, bring, bring back yeah. plastic containers for everything? I a don't little, remember a little bit, A little bit of this might be uh, a kind of like a reactionary thing to plastic being in the home, it becoming a fashionable item. Mm, yeah. yeah. And it, it seemed like a good thing to hang on, maybe at the time. Yeah. Uh, you could make this, if you could make plastic, you sinister. Then we've got exactly, ourselves yeah. something insidious. And this was an episode that, I mean, especially the Autons themselves were considered really fucking scary for kids. Yeah. In fact, in the House of Lords, some baroness raised the issue that the Autons may be too terrifying, even for older kids. And I just want to point out that that baroness's name was Baroness Bacon. <laughs> Super name. Super name. <laughs> I think I think she's got a long distant cousin called Billy Pyrex. Well, um, <laughs> I was going to say, but with the with the the initial one, Speared from Space, it is very scary because it's shot mannequins, and you see shot yeah. mannequins all the time. You you, know, you still do now. With whereas this was a bit different, it was trying to make different kinds of plastic. So the chair. I which, think it's a great. Daffodils, Great transition, yeah. Daffodils, better transition yeah. from it, yeah. It's it's everyday households, it. wasn't it? Everyday, yeah. not just everyday households, it's everyday uh, people as well. I mean, yeah. who expects a policeman to be the bad oh, guy, yeah. really? Yeah, that was uh, good. The, toy, the toll, the, the doll, right? Yeah. Even though it's an ugly doll, it's still a doll that children would... Uh, I imagine that, that was bed. pretty fucking terrifying to watch as a kid. I that doll. Was, yeah. Yeah. At yeah. The time, that was sinister and very yeah. uncanny valley. Yeah. And then at the time, they were also doing promotions on daffodils or flowers being handed out uh, by Purcell. So that was an everyday occurrence as well. And plastic uh, flowers were getting everywhere, weren't they? There was a bit of a rage because people could afford them more, they lasted longer. So suddenly that was yeah. in more households. I mean, the, the, the plastic scenes, the, the the main sort of plastic killing scenes, if you like. So the, the guy in the chair, 
who was in Seeds oh, of Death, I believe. Seeds of Death, Harry yeah, Sow. That's him, yeah. That Because that was done in reverse, so it was filmed in reverse. That was pretty decent to It's that. good, that wasn't was it? Good yeah. Yeah. It was really good. And the, and the little monster, the little troll thing, it's, yeah. it, it's, I mean, it's not the best thing in the world, but today's eyes, no, but, but like you're it saying, it's pretty grim, isn't it? It well, it's the stuff of horror films, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, horror films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, like the, the TV not, movie stuff, yeah. And that black plastic chair looked really good. It looked like yeah. it was almost oily. Yeah, 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 yeah. Weird. It had a really cool texture that worked. And, and you quite... get the builder, don't you? The way he's saying, "Oh, it's warm," and he's kind of like uncomfy yeah. on it. And the way it's stretched over his face, he's actually really quite. And he's he quite acts, sinister. He also acts it like his mind's being blown because at the time he, that was like a an inflatable chair, which is something yeah. that you see on the beach or whatever now. But like again, at the time, that was pretty a pretty impressive thing. The one that the one that made me laugh, always still makes me laugh because Pertwee is a comedian, isn't he? He was a comedy actor. He's a great actor, and I, I do like John Pertwee. But was the telephone wire? Oh and yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love and that. And you see his eyes. That's proper shit TV. That, but you know. And that was and that was the cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> then you got the the, point as well. the the spray from the daffodil. That's quite oh, horrible. That's terrifying. That, that is a bit scary. Great. Yeah. yeah. It's that is quite terrifying. Because it's the way you actually said it, it's almost invisible, isn't it? Because if you suddenly lose your breath, you can't. You might be able to feel it, but you can't see it. So you look down. Yeah. There's nothing. That Nothing yeah. stopping it. I thought it was great. I loved that scene. It's one of my scariest moments of it, actually. For, for action as well, the last two episodes, there was a ton of it in. Guys blowing up. They, they, I think one of the best scenes, and I know they always go to a bloody, um, you know, quarry. Uh, quarry. quarry, but where the car hits the Orton, he rolls down a hill and you think he must be a dummy. Gets up. Like, Whoa. Yeah. That's a good stunt. That's uh, <laughs> that is Terry Walsh, who's jumper his regular stunt. Man. Yeah, the Havoc guys, the Havoc guys, when they were in the pomp and it, and the action scenes are much better for having this dedicated stunt team, which I, yeah. I think they, they couldn't afford in the end, could they? So they, yeah. they sacked them off. We have another example, like we had in Sea Devils, of the British military arbitrarily doing some fucking carpet bombing or whatever they wanted yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. Without any rule of law, without any fucking logic, like <laughs> nuclear bombs in the Sea Devils and, and just like, oh, we're just going to send a plane in to drop a bomb on it. <laughs> Why? Why? Why not do something Not not ring the police. Not, not like, yeah. like corner it or walk around um, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I wanted to talk about, if we can, the introductions of stuff. So with Joe Grant, we touched on it earlier on, but in this I felt it's really weird because what they wanted to be was the screaming girl who asked the questions, but to to sort of make this faint of vain attempt to some sort of feminism, they sort of said, oh, she could pick lock, she's got this like spy thing going on, which only came out like a couple of times. It was just, it was a, quite a weird... Not weird, but quite a clunky put together thing for her. Yeah. It could have been an amazing it... characteristic of a companion, actually. That yeah. that would have been awesome. But it really I, I stuck with it, yeah. yeah. Does it ever come back again? Because I can't ever remember it outside comes, of this story. She comes in as Sea Devils, that bit where she says you can lockpick, and then she takes bloody ages. But other than that, <laughs> <I think she's laughs> The, the fact that she can lock pick, uh, pick locks and stuff like that is a bit strange in that she has to carry a bunch of keys on her. Oh, yeah. to be able to... <laughs> I mean, it's not like one or two little fiddly little bit. It's a bunch of keys, right, yeah. to be able to open a padlock. Oh, I just can't. I kind of forgot about that. 
the element of, of Joe did. Grant meant, meaning that you know she's meant to be this like spy, trained spy kind of thing, and it's like. I yeah, it's a bit of a shame that right. because they don't think they really invested time into writing stories with that around it. She just yeah. became the second person, unlike you said, the screen queen. But when he, she gets introduced by the brigadier, you can almost say it was like an old boy thing. Here we are. Here's your fine young filly. Here's another one. There's no one yeah. to fill the boots. There's no one to, you know, get your cup of tea for you. It just yeah. felt like is she the person just got to be in the background? And also she, the way you pass it over to the doctor, isn't it? Almost yeah. like, you don't yeah. want her, you have to tell her. And it's that kind of paternal thing of, <laughs> yeah. I can't possibly upset her. I can't possibly tell her because it's a lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Jenna, like, I, re- I really like the fact that she uh, t- was independent in that. She just decided to up and do things. Yeah. 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 Independently, yeah. which shows a lot of fucking gumption. Which she always had a lot of spunk, Joe. She had a lot yeah. of spunk, but she didn't associate herself with being that spy and that ma- bit of a mastermind that you would think would be. Yeah. She, I, I didn't see her as a airhead, though. I saw her no, as no, a, no, a no. proper... She's, 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 she's a strong way, character. I think, yeah. I think as, as you saw her first story, they did big up all her... The, the stuff that they've put into her background and they've put it in for this first story. And then when it lights her on, she just became a generic Doctor Who companion where she went around helping the Doctor just ask... That's what says, just asking for the asking the questions yeah. that the viewers would like but to she, know. She's uh, very good. Joe Grant is... A, yeah. I really like Katie Manning. I really like Joe Grant as a character. And I think her and Pertwee are really nice together, really friendly. Yeah, I'd agree um, with that. Yeah. They seem to yeah. have gone straight away. But like, because it, it's quite funny at the beginning where Pertwee's a bit like, I don't want this, and it, it is very childish in general. In this, he has these really childish moments, which I think I love. Love it when John Pertwee has them. There was a couple of moments when John Pertwee was reacting in a way that I thought was very Matt Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I got I got connection between some of the ways, like when he um, uh, went into his TARDIS and came out and it was all smoke and he fucked up. Yeah, uh, and then it's just like that. I felt very mannerisms wise. Yeah. You can see how the the future doctors grab from the past ones. You can see Capaldi as well, the moody side when he's been a bit moody. The child is moody. He's obnoxious as well. He's like, oh, do I have to listen to this brigadier? Fucking hell. I love that scene (laughs) and the interplay, the eye contact between Joe and the doctor when the brigadier is going through his 10 rules. And there's there's, there's our 10 points. And they're just looking. There's some brilliant, beautiful eye contact as their friendship is developing between those two. My 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 favourite part in all this, though, is literally the bit where Joe's just come into it and she gets a fire extinguisher to put out the smoking dematerialization. He calls calls her a ham fisted bun vendor. I think that's great. I couldn't quite hear it at first. I thought you said ham fisted bum vendor. Which I thought was just like, what does. Is that like a really clumsy. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, but it was just a brilliant line. Uh, okay, I'm going to get it on a t shirt. I think, uh, so, I think the person that steals the show from me was uh, Roger Delgado. I think his opening part, he just fell straight into it. It was it just felt really good. Yeah. He felt like he and, knew what he was doing as an And the actor. mind control stuff was really effectively done as well. Yeah, yeah, he saw that cup of tea yeah. in this one. He's a, he's a different master to what we actually see in later incarnations, in that the later incarnations bring out the madness and the crazy and all this. This master is reserved. He knows what he's doing. He's thinking, uh, but he doesn't show it as much. And he, he's sort of manipulating things, and his hypnotism comes into play a lot more than later on in the year, later on in years. Right? And the way Roger Delgado plays it, he, he did say to him, 
to, I think to the production crew, it says, I don't want to make him mad crazy and bring out the rolling guys to back. People think I am a crazy. I just want to be stay still calm and then people know what I am, you know, that sort of chilling a person, calculated and uh, uh, yeah, like. He never raised his voice for it, really, did he? It's always like quite calm as it, as he did everything. And but there's a but it shows how chillingly like a killer he is when he's running up the stairs near the end and he just chucks oh. that guy over. Oh, like, you're going away. I think the difference is so you, you know the doctor is good and kind and you know he's he's on the side of you know the side of right. We can get away with stroppy, grumpy moments, whereas Delgado. Uh, they touched on this in the, the, some of the documentary stuff on the Blu-ray. He's so charming, and if, if you think about it, the best baddies or best villains in in anything really, normally are quite charming. You know, you you buy into them. You know what I mean? It's it's and more then, chilling, isn't it? Yeah, and then when they are even yeah. like they push someone off a thing or whatever, it's like <clears> whatever. Because even when the Doctor's being a dick. You know, you know he's good. You know he's right at heart. Whereas a master, it's like, oh, it just makes you feel uneasy. And that's what Delgado did perfectly. Well, you see that come out later as well, don't you? When he kind of takes on the role of like, is it peace ambassador or things like that? When he go, when he goes on different planets and he's in disguise, um, and it's always great to see him manipulating the good of oh, the disguises. Yeah, we had another example of a spare mask to his face, didn't we? At the end, um, that was good. What about the Time Lord at the beginning? Because I find that a really oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the last time we saw a Time Lord will have been with Patrick Trout's regeneration, wasn't it? And yeah, then yeah. it comes back in and they're totally different his own is i know he says he's kind of fitting in with the the culture and stuff and his little bowler hat just appearing as if his body's a tardis almost very strangely done it, it was think, but yeah it was yeah, odd it was it, yeah. was, it, it was, was odd but i also like the fact that they're keeping that bureaucratic knobbiness of the <laughs> time lords of which you more or less see more in um baker stuff you know what i mean that like, um, like oh yeah, just doing this. It's, it's a game of chess to them. They don't really care what's going on. And it was good to see that. And I liked where he has the bowl of hat and taking the piss at the same time. Did so it come yeah. to on the doctor not save the planet? Yeah. I, no, thought no, quite, I thought it was quite effective how he just appeared. Yeah. Floating there and then he was suddenly there. I don't think there. that's ever been done before. That's really cool though. Since still. But this this is the first time that the time woods are, are appearing to the doctor to be able to manipulate it into taking on events that they know that they can't get involved with. And they must have seen something here that the master, if the master takes control of this planet, they'll, uh, it might get uh, worse. Well, it might be the Autons that we were worried about more than... Well, yeah, if the master helped the Autons the to take over, the Nesting to take over, and then this will be the uh, first... first. Well, right, hold on, explain to me, Autons, what are they? Autons are just the plastic bodies. Nesting is a consciousness. The consciousness. Uh, yeah, it uh, inhabits, it? inhabits the body. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the. It's like when, when the doctor. Yeah, when the doctor slices open the the dummy, there's nothing in no, it, is it? It's just plastic. solid plastic because it's almost like just being transferred. And that's a great scene as well because obviously it's all done by acting. You don't see him slice into yeah, it. I like that. I, th yeah. I, thought, I thought that was quite an interesting way of doing it. Doing an autopsy, just focus on his face. The thing was that he was doing stuff, but. You saw his face, and he was just pausing as he, yeah. as he like. That was a little bit of a weird choice editorially. It was like he was doing actual autopsy. Once he didn't want to see it, it was good. Yeah, and it's also the taking the time, right, to do stuff in between yeah. that we don't see. I mean, if we just get him staring and not saying anything, which 
It was a little bit weird. What did you think of, like, you see, because like I said, this is the first time I saw this this uh, before, this story. And at the beginning, you got the moody doctor, yeah? And then when he meets the, meets the master, both of them are kind of happy that they've met each other. They're both <coughs> locked on Earth. And now the doctor at the end is points within it where he's actually, when he got away, especially a bit at the end when he got away and, he, and the bus is gone, there's a little smile from the doctor, like to say, he's happy. That, that someone that, else that, is there. He for says him. that, doesn't it? It's yeah. that's the cliff. I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to it. Well, he was bored, wasn't he? I was going to say yeah. it comes back to the the David Tennant thing, where John Sims Master comes back because he's alone. He's lonely. He's stranded here. Whereas obviously later on, it's because he thinks all the, the Time Lords are dead. Whereas this one, yeah, he's he's just lonely. And to have someone of his own intelligent species. All that yeah. kind of thing, you know. It's, it Even if it's you. an enemy, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah, he appreciates the intellectual challenge being out there for a change, but like Holmes rather than being surrounded by rather than yeah. being surrounded by dull fucking idiot humans. And yeah, I think exactly. that's. Yeah. I think that Holmes and Moriarty was a brilliant comparison because even when the master had easy enough time to kill the doctor while he walked down them stairs into his back, he wouldn't do it because he just appreciates both of them that much that, let me tell you my plan. Like he'd a Doctor Who episode, let me do this, let me tell you this. He'd do it to humans, but he wouldn't do it to the Doctor no, for that very no. reason, yeah. So it's good to see those little elements and you see how they're bonding together. And that's why this is an opening uh, episode for the new season. I can imagine when you first watched it with the master, with Joe, it's quite exciting to think what's the turn of events are going to come I understand up. this was the first one that got the uh, the new music, incidental music treatment. Yeah, of real random fucking noises created by yeah. somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I wasn't appreciative of it, but it was a lot less intrusive than it was on the, uh, the Sea Devils. Yeah. And do you know yeah. what? A lot more acceptable. Oh, Sea Devils, oh, that, that was a different comparison. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, but it was the same fucking big yeah. bullshit. So. Yeah, well, this is, I think this is also the first time that they, they had these recordings with time-coded copies sent to Dudley Simpson so he could time it to exactly to whatever he wanted uh, the music to finish on. So that helped. Uh, to make sure the music... Somebody's reading the DVD insert. Doing it at the same time. I love the fact you had that the master, you know, this is the time you get the master's theme, isn't it? I love Doctor Who for the fact that everybody has their own theme and the doc, each Doctor has their own theme and you get that really great kind of keyboardy special special sound when the master does his hypnotism and when he make when he does his unveiling is in disguise i love that it really is obviously it doesn't follow through once it's no longer Roger Delgado but it's brilliant i like uh, i like Sorry, sorry, John. Go for it. I was going to say, I like, uh, as John picked up before, um, Pertweed, his vocabulary, the, the, the use of his words, which to me is impressive anyway to anyone. <laughs> but I've written this down. <laughs> when he turns around and goes, uh, that person was suffering from schizoid disassociation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? Not disassociation, dissociation. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> Nearly spoke good England. <laughs> Oh, shit in hell. Even written it down uh, and everything. <laughs> I do I do like the fact, though, it's a four-parter. I love a four-parter, particularly this yeah. time, at this time in the in, in Doctor Who, it was a lot of six, seven-parters or whatever. I did like the four-part format, um, and it makes it a nice, tight story, you know, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it doesn't definitely. lack in pace or anything like that. It's not no filler in it, really. It's uh, It's just a cracking, cracking adventure, I would say. Uh, it's like Clint yeah. said before, there was, it, it felt... 
episode three sometimes to me can feel like it's empty. There's not much happens. It's almost like the, the filling episode. Whereas episode three in this has loads going on. It really is punchy all the way through. There's no padding in this story at all. No, it's a good, solid story. Yeah. What about Mrs. Farrell? Because I love her, you know, the way with a pearl necklace and she sat there, you know, yeah. dressed in black. And she reminds me of Miss Bouquet. She is like Miss Bouquet, yeah. <laughs> and the way she's speaking such so eloquently, this you know, she's very just lost her son and husband. Very yeah. much of the time. Not lost her son. Her son was fine at the time. Oh, yes, yeah. It comes later, doesn't it? Yeah. Just her husband. Check me out knowing the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just great. I loved it. They tried to give that that kind of that backstory, don't that kind of human touch that someone has got a family that's been affected by this. Yeah. Although I do find it quite Miss Bouquet, as, as Cliff said. Well, it yeah. is, it's like keeping it's up the Robinsons, convinced. isn't it? And people yeah. still kind of do that now, don't they, really? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. What I did love was the kind of, like, the master... So the, the Doctor's got unit family, and it's all quite on the right side of right and good or whatever and then the, the master in this has kind of got a circus as a family you know as well as the people in the factory mm. it's a bit like if a mish mishmash of I don't know it's quite cool that because the circus obviously at the time what? people look at it differently oh, now. you know it was a real that's quite, circus that's, that's, that's quite the... tragic really though isn't it that, he, that the master has to make his friends yeah, yeah. And, the, and, the, and the doctor just acquires them naturally yeah uh, yeah, what no, role yeah, does the time. circus have in this particularly? It's, it, 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 well, it's, it's just it doesn't, does it? It's well, just no, there. it looks cool, but there, were, there was two circuses at the time competing, you know, just competing together as, as a circus. And yeah. one of them, which wasn't this one, used to get all the stuff with the BBC when they had BBC circus stuff on the BBC. They would do all the BBC stuff, fantastic advertising for them. So these guys have been trying to get in, so they got in via the back door of Doctor Who, and eventually a few years later, they were the. BBC Circus or whatever. So it was an advertising thing. So they, they got all this for free. You know, so it was a bit like the Navy thing with the Sea Devils. Right. You know, oh, it's, right. it's, 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 it's massive. It looks amazing. It's real. You know, and to get that in a circus was it, it, it's fantastic because it's going taking a golden handshake above in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all, it's yeah. all yeah. to do with that. The I one that work out the connection. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. I was just going to say the one that around the uh, the circus is actually appears in in the episode. He's the one that the doctor meets as he's uh, uh, I think uh, got a, an elephant with him as he's walking out. That's the owner of the circus. Ah. I have to be honest and say I know you're looking back like over fifty years ago, but that scene where the elephants do the twirling. The turning round, yeah. it, it did make me stomach. I mean, as a kid, you know, we went to see circuses, and then I kind of joined petitions against them and things like that. Um, but I, that scene, that just—it's only about three seconds long, and it did make me just think, "Oh Christ!" We, people used not to have animals running. in circuses. It's, it's amazing no. how much it's changed now. Uh, our attitude to having that sort of thing, or even seeing that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, the, I, I felt the same. I was watching it, and I was distinctly thinking. Yeah, well, they're making these elephants do all these things, which looks impressive, but how the fuck have they made them do it? Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, like, what are the conditions is what yeah. I'm thinking and stuff. And I it's think... good that we don't really do that anymore. No, yeah, no. Don't they walk past a, a couple of lions? Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah really tight cages, cages yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not the, nice, though. The, well, I think, uh, the other thing that really bugged me about the circus was I oh, know this is the 70s, is uh, Tony the Strongman. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. A leopard yeah. skin. You're right. That was uh, Roy Stewart. Or whatever. I was just thinking stuff. that's, you know, it is the seventies. I understand that they, they didn't have their their attitudes were a lot different. But looking at it from today's eyes, I think that's just. What do you mean? Order. <laughs> <laughs> you, mean you mean race wise? Yes, yeah. Race wise. No, I don't think that was anything like. I think they all wore that. 
white people that would play the strongman and throughout TV uh, history. White people that, would not wear the leopard skin. No, 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 no they, they right. would wear they a spangly no, Johnny, no, they did. John's right. They you did. know the twirly I, moustache? I promise you. Yeah, all that wear, shit. Yeah. Is all, Johnny, it's a, yeah. That's traditional strongman outfit. Uh, and the fact that they put on the black man was even worse, to be honest, but I agree with you. Yeah, but they didn't do it specifically because he was Batman. I don't know, actually. I'm kind of with Sucky on this. I think there's an element of the freak show, the kind of the outsider, the ones that talk. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying that historically, when I've seen old stuff about, um, uh, you know, stuff like the Elephant Man and stuff, the strong man was always the one in a fucking caveman outfit. That was basically caveman outfit, basically. Because he was a strongman. That was that was that was the dress. That that was what they wear. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that was not a racial thing. It just unfortunately became because it was a black guy doing it. Well, I agree. agree. Several times in Dot Trump because he did it with two of the sidemen as well with Tobias, wasn't it? Yeah, and and don't get me wrong. It made me feel uncomfortable. But I think we're talking about the dress, and that was. And and I've just realised that I'm a racist apologist right now, and I apologise. No, I mean it is. It's very uncomfortable. It is racist. There's no doubt. about it, but yeah, with with that it's point not, of the strongman, so it feels a bit wrong, doesn't it? I suppose it's it is the, wrong because it's like it's the, that's like a that's like a wrestling uniform, basically. Yeah, and it's yeah. also it's like the traditional idea of the strongman wearing the left. All the cartoons used to have it when yeah, it was a, yeah, yeah, a strongman, yeah. and, that's what and the barbarian wearing. type stuff used to wear. Like yeah, it's all it's all caveman stuff. Yeah. So what what do we think of? Uh, Mikey Hates, because this is his first episode as well. Captain Mikey Hates. Is that the one that I thought should probably have an affair with? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Manny. Manny's character. Yeah. Yeah, well, I thought they were he perfectly was... serious. I was, I was but, waiting for it to happen. I did as well, but he no. only got more lines in it because um, Nicholas wasn't very well, was he? At the yeah, time, Nicholas Courtney wasn't well. Right, so, so they, they shifted a lot of the Nick Courtney's lines to where Mikey Hates. Yeah. And, um, so he did them. And there it, was was a bit of a back, it was a bit back character. He, he, he wasn't that much involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think you get to appreciate him until later. No. When, when he has this kind of breakdown and goes yeah. off to the, uh, the the alternative reality. So is it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because obviously they brought in Katie, they wanted a young man to counterbalance it, didn't they, is the whole point. Uh, the whole diamond yeah. and the whole new kind of fresh face of unit but I know I did like it I, again I never used to like him at all this is a whole new era almost of loving John Pertwee for me I used to find it all very cheesy but now I really actually am enjoying it oh it is cheesy as well oh yeah it's cheesy but yeah, I, it's I suppose I'm endorsing cheesy. the cheese mm. I'm endorsing oh. the cheese <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the things I want to ask you about is the traps that either the, mas- the master set was uh, the one with the bomb he's trying to kill the doctor there it's the worst and he's fucking got- trap ever <laughs> and there's yeah, one, the Auton, the Auton in a safe. And I was just thinking, what, what, what was going on there? How and long it was, has it been in that safe? Yeah, how, wait, <laughs> did they leave it in there to get rid of it somewhere afterwards? What? How did he coax it in and lock it in if he didn't do it itself? I mean, that trap where there was uh, the thing tied to the door handle thing. That was terrible. Yeah. Pure fucking... Fucking childhood bloody traps is the worst thing ever. I almost expected a bucket above the door. Yeah. <laughs> all he had to do was actually just break the window and go in. There's a trap in there, I can see through the fucking window. Let's go <laughs> in the window. <laughs> but I love yeah, that, but I love, that, I love Pertwee's leap, though, to grab the bomb yeah. through the oh, door. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Was that slowing down? Was that slowed down at that leap? I think it just might be your your, your mind just can't. I should have scanned up with it. Yet. It's that glorious that it just looks so <laughs> We're going to risk the entire plant and the whole part of this country, but I could just broke the window, but no, it doesn't matter. All those lives, that's important. And we've got a lot of Jodrell Bank again. Yeah, yeah. Which like is that, obviously please. because Jodrell Bank was like made in the 50s, presumably. It's still one of the top, like, biggest ones that they've made that move, one that moves around. Yeah. Have you ever been and visited it? Yeah, I've no. been. I've, I've been, been uh, Yes. We used to go to school. You would have as well, being Manchester. No, we never went to school. It was one of my mum's always went to go to school. never went to school. Just on ground the street corners. Yes. Doing favours for passers by. It all makes sense now, Craig. Yeah, but yeah, and I did go, it was shit, though, to be honest. But yeah, I. The, uh, there's another thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> he I just closed down. Oh, no, he did that. Just like, I I just, just like you can almost see it. 404. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not found. The, the bit where Joe has been hypnotised to destroy the doctor. Yeah. Now, how does the doctor know Joe is hypnotised? He hardly know, he does hardly know the girl. He walks in and tries to stop her. Uh, before she actually opens the, the lockbox and sees the smoke coming out. He tries to stop it beforehand. What are these like, things? Well, he's got experience with the master and he knows what masters, the master's mind control techniques and what happens John's to John's doing all the whatever. explaining here. Well, it's you two are distracted. Yeah, it's just because you're totally robotic. There's no footnotes with this one, Sucky. You two have swapped roles. It's usually Sucky doing the justifying of stuff. I'm not justifying. It's just logical. And it's like the whole when she, she's getting over the trauma of it, and she's and she's still really, really plastic. She's really, really pretty is Katie Manning. Like, yeah, really she pretty. was really pretty. I don't know how old, how old was she at the time. 19, I don't know. She was yeah, she was a teenager. I don't know yeah. how old she was, but I heard on the on the um, one of the special features she called her a teenager. Oh, okay. well, we're at it. So why did they get rid of? I can't remember the other lady. Liz Shaw. Liz Shaw. Really? Because there was rumours that she didn't get on with Pertwee or something no, like Pertwee that. No, Pertwee did like no. the fact that he had a kind of an equal. He wanted. Yeah. He, oh, he literally right. did want someone who, who, who would ask So he wanted like a dolly bird or something. He, like he that. wanted the question. Not, no, not, necessarily, not, not no. necessarily a dolly bird, but someone he could look after and he was like the, the sort of uncle or father figure and they'd ask him the questions to make sure he was the main man. It, did, it didn't sit right with him because it had not really been done before. I know you had like Zoe with Patrick Trout and the stock too, who was going to be yeah. a computer scientist. It was more, but she was a screamer and asking the questions and all that. Whereas Liz Shaw wasn't that. Um, and, she, was, yeah. she was rational, wasn't she? She yeah. was very calculated. Did it affect fragile male ego? Is that yes, what? pretty much. Yeah, that's I what that's I really was, yeah. yeah. Which is a shame because that would be far more groundbreaking because a lot of the a lot of like Sarah Jane and Liz, you know that. Oh yeah, uh, Jane, Sarah Jane's my favourite. Yeah, but they all they, they all do the feminist talk, but they really aren't feminist in a lot of what they do. The, the I'll be in their token first representation, yeah. Once once they get into it, they just become generic. They've got a great character. I'm not knocking because I adore Sarah Jane, but she oh. ain't much. She's not an ace. So do you think that the um, the writers were? lazy in not building her character she was just tagged on 
and they were more well, worried they, about the doctor. They always just, they always say it's a time constraint thing, you know, mm. with with character plot development yeah, and that kind that's of thing. Bullshit, yeah. Which which I think when they say that it's bullshit. Yeah, you don't I, have to do a lot to develop the character. No, you don't have I, to spend a lot of screen time to do that. I agree, but at the time there was it's to do with the way it's yeah. filmed and type whatever. But I, yeah, I I agree with you. I thought it was bullshit. Yeah. But I just thought it was really quite dismissive that there wasn't more about it. I know it's the opening season of a new season, so it's probably the the year after when this came out but you think they would have said more than just oh yeah she's gone you know what I mean yeah yeah, mm. yeah well this show I think they were ju- it's just a rush thing they just didn't ask her to come back especially I think she was also pregnant at the time yeah so she did uh, leave under those circumstances her tweets you've heard it here <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> See, that was one of the things that went through my mind I thought no that's not funny yeah <laughs> Right. <laughs> Joe Grant's character, as Robert Holmes wrote it for the for the initial storyline, he, he didn't actually go around putting too much in and bad. It's only Terry Sticks that came back and says, "Look, we've got a beef here, character." So they had all these spy bits. Uh, it was Joe the uh, Terry Sticks that put in the bit where she goes off to see uh, the Farrell factory. Uh, okay. Get into trouble there. There's other. I think there's loads of other stuff they had to put in just to beef her character. Otherwise, it'd just be the Doctor show with the Master uh, against each other. And that. And how? Be. If you think about, it, if you take Joe out of this, how remarkably male dominated is it? Yeah. You've got the male family of unit. You've got the Master as the main adversary right through the entire season. This is every single story, isn't it? Yeah. And then you've got little Joe who's there bumbling around and she gets weaker and weaker. Still great, but she does get weaker. Um, so it really, you no, know, that they clearly didn't give her any time at the beginning. For, as Sucky says, if they're writing these scenes in for her, they've not thought through. We've got a new companion. How can we make a difference? Which they did with Liz by the sounds of it. I think K9 got more character progression than I think the, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a voice change midway through. Yeah, he's got a voice change, yeah. Yeah, um, think about it, what Craig just said then. It is hugely male dominated. Yeah, yeah. very, no, very no women. Yeah, no women in the army. That wasn't nope. there. The managers for the for the business were both male. They always had all the bureaucrats. And then you had the typical like fifties lady running around. It reflected. Yeah, it reflected yeah. how the seventies considered exactly. themselves. How Britain considered yeah. itself. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, th- things were about to change. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't necessarily reflect in the TV shows. Yeah. Do so we, so we have a, a last last round last thoughts? Yeah. Let's do that, Cliff. Go on for it, Bob. Bob a job. Uh, uh, I've said everything I've got to say about this wonderful adventure. We're doing two words. Oh yeah, two words. Sorry, Craig. Uh, yeah. So my, mine would be because I'm going to make these two words: ham-fisted bumbender. <laughs> you can hyphenate if you want. Yeah, I'm hyphenating. Thanks very much, John. Never use a hyphenate. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> uh, you want my final thoughts? Um, yeah. I, I think it was a, a solid, a solid four part. I'm glad it was four parts, not six. Uh, it rock, rocketed along nicely. And whereas I was ill watching it, so I wasn't giving it my full attention, it still kept me going. I watched three on the bounce. So, oh. uh, so pretty decent. Um, my two words would be. Uh, uh. <laughs> I can't think of anything to be honest. It's like a cum sound. Right, uh, my two words are kiwi and strawberry. 
Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Rude, Craig. Um, well, a bit like, I, I love this when I watched it again. I watched episode three twice in the same day. I've been watching this with Matt and, and he'd gone off shopping somewhere and I watched episode three on my own uh, and took my notes and he came back and was actually most disappointed that I'd watched it and I kind of tried to make grace up. I said, oh, watch it again. Loved it more so. So it was like, yeah, I was a bit like John on watching this in certain goes. But for me, my two words, I don't know if I've nicked this from the ninth Doctor or from Aqua and Barbie Girl, but I'm saying uh, plastic fantastic. Oh, oh, I was yeah. going to use that. Oh, sorry. It's in hell. <laughs> Where's it come from? Is it the doctor? Is it Aqua? A, a lack of education. Aqua. It's all that. It's Aqua. Salford. Okay. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> That's what it is, Salford, lads. Okay. You play dick there. Aye. Sat there playing with his dick. It's the YouTube, so maybe it is. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give the fans what they want. Oh my god! <laughs> if the fans were the one, it's not your dick. Is it? Uh, my, yeah, my, my two words is uh, it's enjoyable. How come? It's, uh, I mean, I enjoy enjoyable. It. What? How come? Oh, yeah, good yeah. word. <laughs> That's because he went to school, Craig. <laughs> no, well, the, the, there's a couple of things I just wanted to mention, which was just like um, I don't know if Bob actually noticed this, but this is in the uh, the show notes. But the troll doll was played by a small actor. Yes, that's was right. That was yes. from Lester's Midgets. Oh. Right. <laughs> I did. No, so I've been good and not mentioned this. So keep on. Uh, so I'll pleased thought, uh, to I'll this mention up. it for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so good, however, thing, has mentioned it. Yeah. So I and the other thing, I, now, the other thing that I saw in the uh, the show notes was that uh, if you as kids we all used to watch Play School, yes. and we'd go around going, "That's a round window. That's a square window." Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, oh, that actually, is the round, wi- the round window appears in this episode because they use sets from other program, uh, mm-hmm. and they actually use the round window from Play School in uh, the Farrell's house. Nice. So ah. that was it. Uh, and the other one is Tubby Rowland. I just like oh, the way God, the doctor, yeah. 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 The, the man from the Ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a fir- oh, yeah. It happens in the previous season, and then it's a continuing theme all the way through Pertwee's. Um, uh, era and then whenever a person from the ministry turns up or whatever uh, government uh, official he will bully them and this time around he uses the fact that he knows Tubby Rowlands I was saying to Tubby in the club yeah, yeah. I loved it that was and he just, yeah it was the guy just turns on a penny realises I, I can't mess with this person here yeah. yes and that's uh, that's the end of me that was good okay um, I enjoyed it I thought it was okay uh, it's not the best, but it's great for the master. Uh, Joe's performance is good. Like I said, it just starts slipping down. There's one bit I did write. Um, I did like the fact that she tries to justify herself to him by saying she's got an A-level in science. Hmm. And then he catches her on it later <laughs> on. And she says, I didn't say I passed it. I oh, that sweet. I like good. that. Yeah, yeah that was good. Um, I love it when Joe Petrie just like um, says whatever he wants. And I think he used a word which I've written down called Sephop. Cephalopod? Cephalopod. Yeah. That's it. I've written it down as well. It's, it's uh, yeah. I thought, I've never heard that before. But uh, my two words, which Craig nicked... I'm so sorry, darling. Is A-level. <laughs> I never nicked your A-level. I'm not going A-level. <laughs> and, and that's it for tonight. Put it around the console. Oh, so but, keep his hand up. Uh, Pass over to Sookie 
who's doing a higher Hitler salute. <laughs> That's for, just for the YouTubers. Yeah. Um, right, it's just a couple of pieces of feedback, quick feedback, because uh, I'm going to get my kids to do this. Uh, we've had one from Dwayne Bunny, and he says, one incredible debut story for Jail Grant, <laughs> the master and Captain Yates, and the beginning of a unique season of incidental, incidental music from Dudley Simpson. Love it. And that's also followed by all of Time and Space podcast, which is Mark. Uh, and he says, the master enters a fray like a boss. Big Bird is a big fish bit of a shit to jail. The <laughs> devil doll is as creepy as hell. Big Bird, obviously, is John Pertwee, because Mark H. John Pertwee. That's uh, the, all our feedback. Thank you very much, everybody. And we're going to choose our next episode. We are oh, indeed. Yeah. So, we need to go around and pick one, and I will roll the D6. Um, so, whatever you want, you 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 choose who goes in what order, Cliff. Sure. Oh, right. Um, we'll go for uh, Sucky first. Megloss. Ooh. Ooh. No, don't pull a face like that, Bob. I what? saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Megloss. Yeah, because I'm ne- I ain't seen that since the the eighties oh. uh, or late late late. Uh, no, Just for John's that. knowledge, it's a talking yeah. cactus. Yeah, talking cactus. <laughs> what, is it, what is the episode called? Megloss. Megloss. And now we go to Craig. Uh, I'm gonna go with Snake Dance. Oh, is that good or bad? You'll have to let us know if we get to watch it, John. How many episodes is it? Four. How many episodes is Megalos? Four. Four. Tom Baker. Okay, carry on. (laughs) John. (laughs) John. Go Bob first. Oh, Bob. Bob, Bob. John well, I'm going to uh, because uh, currently my di- my Doctor Who uh, DVD collection is in boxes. Uh, I'm going to stick with season eight because uh, that's the only one I have to hand, and I'm going to pick the Demons, another John Ooh. Pertwee classic. That's a five episode. To five parts. Yeah. yeah, I'm not picking that one. Um, <laughs> we're going to go for Magnus. No, you're not picking. You just you're do... not... No, <laughs> no, no that's my that's oh, my you're... selection. Yeah, right. you're oh, you're choosing it as well. I'm choosing that as well. Um, the chances I'm... it'll happen. I'm going for the Happiness Patrol. Oh, I thought that one point. Right, let's let's roll the three this... episodes. Let's roll this dice. Uh, da, 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 da. It's a two, which is sucky. <laughs> Of course it is. Oh. Is. Get your box Megloss. out. Get your box out from the. Is, isn't it on one of the Blu-ray box sets, Megloss? Yeah, I seem to have watched it yeah, recently. It is. it is. It's on the it is, yeah. season seventeen. You see, if you've been a good loyal fan and watched some stuff, you would not now be inflicting this on the other four. He doesn't watch him in that. Look at his uh, cases. No, I mean, though. this is still sealed. Still sealed. That's why it's sealed. Have yeah. you not got the Blu-ray box set? Yeah, they're there on the top. You can see them just along yeah, there. Top. Oh, they're still sealed. Oh. That ain't sealed. I've got one of mine that's sealed. I've got two episodes, two box sets. Of, I think one is Series 8. Actually, I've still not opened it. Uh, I do love the DVD chats at the end. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, All yeah, right, sorry. Okay, and to finish off, thank you for listening or watching us. This has been Around the Console with Craig, Bob, John, Woo-hoo! Sucky, and your host, Sheps. Well, well, done. Done. well done, Sheps. Well done. <laughs> I'll stop recording.